episode number 38. Uh, couple, couple of things happened in the, the Valorant world this week that we're going to go over. Um, I see Hunter just got up, so let's not start with him for the drink. Oh, yeah, yeah. Face, what I'm, are you yeah. drinking? Uh, I'm currently drinking a Yellow Dog Brewing Squirrel Chaser Hazy Pale Ale. Um, it's pretty good. It's not the best hazy I've had. Mostly because it's not an IPA, it's a pale ale. Um, and that's just worse in my opinion. But, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I like I like the name of it. Because, you know, it's like Yellow Dog Brewing and they have a, they have a Squirrel <laughs> Chaser beer. Um, so that, that's what caught my eye more so than the, uh, than the fact that it was a hazy. Mm-hmm. All right, you know, hazy is a plus two. Yeah, uh, I had the beer the other day. I think I still have one kicking around the fridge. I, yeah, we split a pack. I yeah. Usually when Cass tells me to pick up beers for him, I buy two four-packs of Tallboys, and then I just give him two of each. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think I have one kicking around the fridge somewhere, but not not positive on that. I might have drank it already. Yeah, as, as Chase pointed out, it's a very... It's decent. Know, it's a yeah, reliable it, beer. It, it, it's it's reliable, but it's also forgettable. Like not nothing to write home about, but like it ain't bad either. Got it, got it. So it seems like you're in unison on that on the opinion. What do you got, Hunter? I've got something that isn't like crazy wild, but it's something I've been wanting to try since week. I believe it was four of the podcast. It was week four, and we had Alex on. Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah. Well, he pulled out the Bud Light Seltzer Retro Tie-Dye Pack. And while I've tried a lot of varieties of Bud Light Seltzer on this podcast, I had never had the Tie-Dye Pack ones. And the flavors really do be popping. This is a blue raspberry. I also got the uh, cherry limeade and the twisted berry. Uh, a little bit more of a, uh, I guess, candy flavor to them versus a uh, more of a, I guess, realistic fruit flavor. And that's perfectly fine with me they're they're nice is that what they're going for with tie-dye because that that's what my question mm-hmm. like what makes it a tie-dye flavor i thought yeah, maybe I really it'd just be like mixing flavors or something yeah i think they're trying to evoke images of like you know doing like stuff at water parks as a kid in the summer where you know everyone's got their tie-dye stuff on or you know running around playing uh with uh squirt guns and stuff you know and you have the you have like the popsicles to go along with that, whether it's a freezy pop or whether it's like the kind from the ice cream truck. I think that's what they're kind of trying to evoke now that I've tasted them because that's kind of the vibe I'm getting. I know I saw the, like, I, I didn't get any, but uh, I, I did see that they, the Bud Light Seltzers had like a, a surf pack as well. I have not seen that one yet. Um, when I was at the liquor store in the States and it seemed like they were all going for like very tropical fruits. So, Ooh. like, there, there's clearly some kind of theme at play there. That seems good. I, I would pack. definitely try out that surf pack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think I saw the surf pack and the tie-dye pack when I was at the liquor store in the States. I don't know if I saw the regular one. Um, yeah. All right, Cass. Well, we've been waiting on you for so long because you had to go to the liquor store. So, uh, what, what did you pick up there? Boy, that's just some hard fucking tap. I've been waiting on you guys to play a full fucking ranked game. Um... Well, uh, okay, I got a Wild Eye Brewing uh, Sunday Market Nitro Hard Pour. Uh, just Strawberry Cardamom Ooh. Goes. Hmm, I think I, think I have seen that on a set. What is... What is... <laughs> what is a uh, cardamom? 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 It's a... Is that flower? 
spice? I want to say yes, slash it being a spice. I think it's a spice. I feel like, do you put cardamom in, like, mold shit? I think so. The description says, heavy-handed on the strawberries, yet gentle with a spice of cardamom. So I'm going to assume it's a spice. But it could be a spice from a flower. It could also be that, yes. Most plants flower. Yeah, I don't know. Um, at any rate, it is... Oh, hey, I just saw this. They told me to pour it vigorously into a glass. Vigorously? Did you do yeah. that? None no, of this, I, no uh, I did not. I'm drinking nonsense. out of the can. Also, it's unfiltered and vegan-friendly. Mm. Interesting. Um, yeah, I know. It, it, it's pretty good. It's a bit low on the alcohol percentage, so I'm going to have to break out a, a larger guy. But also... Yeah, I'm pretty much done with this beer because, uh, you know, you guys took so long playing your ranked game. <laughs> you guys couldn't have, like, just gone, like, 1-13 in 13 or something. You guys had to make it, like, a 13-11 or something like it's that. It's just a better game if you throw a few rounds. <laughs> yep. I really had to back off in the middle there. I'd, like, get no kills for about 10 rounds. It was, uh, uh, mm-hmm. it was just going to be too easy otherwise. Chase did have a very nice clutch in that game, though, so... Mm-hmm. He sell himself short a little bit. I was just going for the TikTok of, you know, like I threw and then came back at the end. Oh yeah. If you're not doing it for the talk, then what are you doing? Alrighty. Well, at any rate, um, this isn't really a discussion topic. This is kind of just like a brief PSA. Cause I'm sure we're all going to agree on this. Um, but there've been some leaks regarding the emotes being added into the game. Yeah, and I haven't seen somebody, much about it, but yeah. Right. Somebody pointed out something that I hadn't previously considered, but raises a really good point in that other games that allow you, like other quote-unquote first-person shooters, uh, or I guess not even quote-unquote, other first-person shooters that allow you to have a third-person emote have been rather abused in other games. And the most common one I can think of is is Destiny, in that... It allows you to peak angles that you could not in first person. Have they not fixed that in Destiny, or is that just an issue in the past? I have no idea if they fixed it or not. I haven't played Destiny competitively okay. basically since my first year of university, so that's like what seven, eight years ago. Um, the reason you might the reason why I ask is because a game that I do have played in the past, The Cycle Frontier, they had the same issue where it's normally a first person. But um, with third person, you could peek stuff. So what they did is they they modified it. So the ca- the camera still does show you a third person view of your character. So the, it looks the same when you do an emote. But the in terms of what's revealed, in terms of players, the camera is essentially still at the normal position. So like it, it ends up looking really weird if you like emote and then someone peeks you around a, a certain kind of corner because it looks like they just kind of popped out of nowhere. <laughs> But, like, that way you don't get an advantage from doing it. I've never played a game with emotes, so I have no idea how this operates. But I had no idea that this would be a third-person thing. Is that guaranteed, or is that, like, a leap that you guys are making? That's kind of the only way to do emotes, because... Why? When you don't have to see it yourself, right? Like, when you're teabagging someone, you know what's going on. Everyone else can see it. That's an interesting thought. Like, what if they just, you're still first person, you're just doing a little dance move? 
Yeah, one thing one thing people have also suggested about this. Uh, first of all, Chase, I, I agree that that's interesting to think that you know it might be about showing off to others, not for yourself. Um, but one thing I've seen cast is that a lot of people are feeling like the emotes have to be like uh, pre round and post round, and post round includes immediately after the last kill is is yeah done, yeah 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 same as sprays for the simple what same as sprays yeah same as you sprays can, you can spray well, same as not the mid round spray yeah right, right. Yeah. like what you just can't emote when you can mid round spray. And I feel like if they do that, it's going to be a complete non-issue. But we'll, yeah, that, we'll that is see. true. That well, is yeah, true. and and because they already determined some sprays as too distracting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I completely would would see them doing only pre and post round emotes as being too distracting either to your teammates or like how the fuck are your hitboxes working during it? Like it just seems really complicated to do in, in a way that you could still die. I guess you can die post round still but you know you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah i i'm right i'm with you there yeah i don't know just like just something that i hope they've thought through i would assume that they yeah, have. actually chase you accidentally brought up a very interesting point which is that you know uh suppose it's a scenario where you know you're saving or something right the enemy team uh wins the round but then now you peak them to get those uh, exit kills, <laughs> you just see someone like you know flossing or something. Yeah. <laughs> you have to deal with the fact their hitbox is different than usual. Like that's a pretty minor issue, so I wouldn't mind if that was a thing. But that would be that's kind of an interesting new caveat. I, I'd assume you couldn't do it if someone on the enemy team was alive. Well, like, that's not how sprays work. Like... Right. That's not. That's what. Uh, that's what I'm saying. You can. Uh... You can. You get your post round spray even if someone's on still alive. Oh, uh, okay. You could you could distract someone with an animated <laughs> spray when they're trying to shoot you after the round. Yeah, I just don't think it'll be that big of a deal. Just like nobody sprays yeah. next to them in in the hopes that it'll confuse them the like mm-hmm. opposing person when they peek. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like they're very liberal with their determination of what sprays are too distracting. I, I would, you know, it so depends on your definition of liberal. I would say they're very conservative. <laughs> what do you mean? The, the way I look they're at very, it, conservative very conservative in, in what they allow, or liberal. Yeah, right, right, yeah. Very conservative in what they allow. Right, right. I was saying yeah. they're liberal in in their determination of it. Yeah, um, this is yeah. Just the way quite that you a few that I feel like are like totally fine to have as mid round sprays. They're just like, nope, can't do that one. Yeah, basically, it seems like anything that has any of the agents remotely in it, even if they're completely caricatured versions, they're just like, nope. Can't do okay, it. Well, that that I think is totally reasonable. Well, yeah, I think that, you have like any, a, anything with like bright fucking colors that might distract you on your screen is also not really there, right? No, because some of the like yeah. I I know I can use like I can use my like glitch a, pop spray mid round and that's pretty okay. bright. Yeah, there's like a jet and an omen spray that I have that I can use mid round that like have very distinctive colors. Well, then what is there besides animated sprays and sprays with characters? What is there that you can't use mid-round? I'm not, you know, since I'm not recording, the, so I don't have to worry about, you know, my sounds coming through. I'm going to pull open Valorant and see if I can find the method behind the madness here as to what sprays are. But keep going while I'm doing that. You don't have to wait for that. Yeah, well, I just think that the emotes is, I don't know, it just reminds me of Fortnite being the only game that I can think of that had emotes yeah. obviously you guys have brought up two other games that that do have emotes um but yeah like it just seems a little weird and childish and i already don't like 
BM shit already. I just think it'll be lame to emote. And, you know, like, maybe maybe it'll come out and, like, that's just what the vibe is. And you do it because now it's cool. But, like, I, I don't really, like, personally, I don't, I don't love it. Yeah, no, I fully agree. I think they're dumb. Like, I don't know. There, there were a couple of emotes in Destiny that were, like, somewhat useful in the overworld. Like, just because there's no VoIP. So you could just, like, like wave at somebody. You know, or like there was like like a thank you bow or something like that, or like you could point at stuff. Like those were all useful in like a PVE environment, having those emotes. But like the weird dances or anything that like there's no value to that in my mind. So I don't like I I generally agree with Chase. I think they're kind of childish and stupid to add. Yeah, you know who's gonna fucking love this? Tony. Tony. Tony is going to love emotes. Hey, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I think I'm going to enjoy it as well. I thought about it, and at first I was like, ah, maybe it's, it's kind of childish and dumb. And then I was like, there's going to be a dab emote, and I'm going to pay whatever it takes to get the dab emote for post-round. Yeah, like, I that's, it just seems childish, but at the same time, like, I'll probably do it if there's, like, free oh, emotes. I'm absolutely going to do it, yeah. Um, oh, like, I... Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Keep going. <laughs> no, like, I, I'd, probably, I'd probably do it because that's going to be the vibe, but... I will look back and be like, yeah, I thought this was childish and dumb at one point. Yeah, I know. I like I, I have the best post round spray being the air horn. I barely ever mm. use it. What? Like, I, I also okay, let's, let's discuss spray. our spraying. Let's consider yeah. our post round spraying habit. So Cass, you said you rarely use your post round spray. Yeah. I pretty much I spray every good. time that I get a clutch. Or win a round I, that's like a 1v1 yeah. or something, you know, anything like that. I, I am the biggest reason. sprayer of all. I uh, I literally have a reflex where the minute I've confirmed I've got the last kill in the round, I just spray the floor. Like, it's instant. It's like a quick flick. Like, I do it every single time I get the round-ending kill, regardless of how impressive the kill was, regardless if it was a clutch. Just... Like, it, it's, it's sort of like... Uh, I'm trying to think what a good example would be. I, I guess it's like, you know, if you're a football player and you just, like, throw the football into the stands every time after you score a touchdown, it's like that. It's just like, as soon as you end the round, it's just like, ooh, it feels good to just flick to the ground and right back up with the spray. I think it looks cooler to flip to your knife and then stand still. What? That looks like you're, you're like, getting a snack or something at that point. Exactly. Yeah. No big deal. Uh, no... Yeah, the no reaction, like I've been here before, whatever. Yeah, I think I think the dopest thing you can do after you win like a like a three v one is flip to your knife and stand still. I don't know. I feel no like that movement. gives off the vibe of either you're leaving to get a snack or you're like shocked at what you've done. No, I, I it's feel just like, like that's a, the I opposite know. of like I've been there before. You, I don't know. I was saying like if I ever score like like back when I played hockey, like if I ever got like a super sick goal. I'd just skate off the ice. It's like, it's like dropping the mic. It's like, yeah, I just did that. Yeah, it's like, like a mic no drop. Need... It's just like a, yeah. like a simple, like, yeah, that that's it. That's the end. Mm-hmm. I fucking won that shit. <laughs> and I have a I dope know, knife, I, I so feel... I want people to see it. <laughs> I feel like well, I that, only... Okay, that does add to your case there, for sure. 
I feel like I only use the post round spray ironically. Like, if I do something sick, I'm not going to blow the air horn off. But if I get, like, a clutch in the stupidest way possible, or, like, I'm just, like, bunny hopping full spraying at somebody when I get that last kill, like, yeah, I'm going to air horn. But, like, the air horn only comes out ironically, I feel. Interesting. It is interesting. I, I mean, I thought that, like, what I was saying that I think is the coolest is not what I do most often because I, in the heat of the moment, I'll continue to move. And, like, I'll often spray just whatever surface is closest to me. But uh, I, I, I then think, fuck, I shouldn't have done anything. <laughs> mm. Just embrace it. Give in to the temptation, Jace. Yeah, no, Become no, no. Fiend. Because then... Then you have the clip, right? Because when you're going to clip that shit, then it's not like, oh, he's popping off, like, you know, running around everywhere. What a fucking loser. I just, like, act like it's just fucking done. Like, nothing happened. Like, that clip well, see, speaks for that's... itself. Well, I will say that if you're a truly reflexive sprayer, like I am, and you just flick super fast and up, you're also not making a big deal out of the spray. So it also looks like you've been there before. Because like it's not like oh boy I'm excited I'm gonna spray it's just like a habit thing it's like bam. no but you but you've now gone through the effort of spraying I mean yeah, I but see I've made it, it look so see... effortless that's the point it's like it's like a touchdown celebration that is the same every time so the fans yeah, love like, it they're like no but like the coolest touchdown celebration is the no celebration <laughs> that's very arguable yeah that is I like very the uh, arguable. I like the set the ball down and walk off. Well, right, but that's that's a celebration in of itself. Like literally, just walking to the ref and handing him the ball yeah. is no celebration. Setting the ball down is a celebration. It's just subtle. Mm. I, what's right, the well, difference between that and walking to the ref? I think walking to the ref might be chill too. Like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> well, I would say walking to the ref is the definition of no celebration because you're literally just saying, "Okay, let's get on with the game." Okay, if you well, put the I, ball I down, like, okay. you're making the ref come get it. I, I feel like it depends on how you set the ball down. Like, if you lean over and place the ball down, I feel like that's a bit more of a celebration. Even though it's as subtle as can be. I feel like if you just catch the ball, take, like, one step into the end zone and just drop it and walk off, like... Yeah, you're right. That is a bit of a celebration in itself. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I kinda, I'm kind of liking the uh, the walk to the ref now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I respect it. If someone does that, I am impressed by their, like, humility in the NFL. Like, I'm never going to say, oh, damn, you're not celebrating enough when I'm watching someone score a touchdown. Yeah. Like, Yeah, I, so th that actually brings me to a topic that is absolutely completely tangential and has nothing to do with Valorant, is that uh, in college, like, you're not allowed to celebrate, right? I thought they did away with that. Did they? Uh, to be honest, I don't follow college, so I really don't know. I'm an NFL only guy. Yeah, I thought they did away with that. They may have. They may have in the last like four years okay. where I haven't I'm been following sure college football. I'm pretty sure you can't have a team celebration. But there is a penalty there for uh, excessive celebration. Yeah, 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 but like I think the player who scored the touchdown is allowed to celebrate in some form. But like you can't get like your entire team together like i know one of the classic ones from lacrosse is you have the rest of your team huddle up you grab the ball pretend to pull a grenade pin out of it and chuck it in and then everybody dives out of the way and one person jumps on it um 
like you're not allowed to do team shit like that. But I'm pretty sure in college football, you're like, don't quote me on this, but I think the guy who scored the touchdown is allowed some form of celebration. If they've changed it in the last few years, then then maybe. But I well, know we're proceeding that they used to, to the... not be able to. Yeah, we're proceeding to the part of drunk Valorant, as we often do, where we all like hypothesize about something that we don't know the answer to. Yeah, usually that's uh, about cast. Valorant. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I have actually a little segue here to a topic that I think is going to be kind of short, but I thought it's really interesting. Do you mind if okay, I just hit it? Go for it. So uh, we were talking about celebrations in, uh, you know, in football, in lacrosse. And uh, one of the th- controversies in the NFL has been the NFL has really been cracking down on taunting. Where basically, if you make some sort of, even if it's pretty minor, if you just gesture at an opponent, like, you can get a flag for it. And it's a little unclear why they're doing this, because no one likes it. But how that ties back into Valorant is that within the last week or two, maybe two weeks, there have been two major teabagging controversies in the esports world that I thought were worth discussing, because they are so uh, bizarre. Um, so the first one controversies, interesting. Yes. Yes. So the first one was in apex legends and this one, there's a tournament organizer. That's kind of a, a small company, uh, with a lot of the work done by its owner, um, that has been, has been doing, as I understand it, like a majority of the apex pro tournaments, like before, like the official ones that really matter at the end of the year. But basically the tournaments is, it's called, uh, Fate Legion. Fate Legion is the name of the org. Um, and so, oddly enough, the owner of the org actually casts the, like, actual tournaments as well. Which is a bit of an odd situation, for sure. And it led to, um, in an Apex tournament, a player, after his teammate was dead, and he had, like, killed the people who had killed his teammate, as a joke, obviously, he teabagged his own teammate. Um, and the owner was casting and he was watching his POV and he, as soon as he saw the teabag, he said, well, that's not going to fly. That team is immediately disqualified. He just announced it as he was casting that the team was DQ'd. And then like, I guess since, since, uh, they were, some people came in chat, including other people, the team who were dead in Twitch. And they were like, that was a teammate. And he said like, it doesn't matter. Teabagging does not have a place in esports and therefore the whole team is disqualified. And obviously that was that was not a popular decision. I mean um, I feel like if it was in the the rules. It was not. It was uh, teabagging was not in the rules. It was something about like you must ha- display like sportsmanlike conduct. And the thing is, I think you could argue that teabagging an opponent is unsportsmanlike, although it's still sort of a gray area since it just happens a lot. But teabagging a teammate I think that's per, a pretty big stretch to call that unsportsmanlike behavior if that hasn't been explicitly spelled out beforehand. I mean, yes, I would say that if it's not in the rules, like the TO shouldn't yeah. have any say in this. Like it, the TO obviously in this case has way too much power to just determine that by himself and disqualify a team. That doesn't make any sense. Like there should be, you know, a panel of people at least, or like a few people who understand the rules and can interpret them. Um, like a single TO shouldn't be able to interpret a vague rule like that. Um, yeah, but like, I see that teabagging your teammate, if we're going to really stretch it is unsportsmanlike to the other team because it's still a flex. Yeah. Like I, like I was going to say, like, I don't know that it's a flex. I, okay. I, I don't like a TO 
just coming in and making a decision on that. But I yeah, especially live. See, I, I could absolutely yeah. see a panel determining that that is unsportsmanlike conduct. Because like, like, I, I don't. I can see it. Yeah, I just don't, I don't think it's that, that bad. I'd... Yeah, like because like yeah, I don't know that you're taunting okay. the other team. I think the joke is your is you're taunting your teammate just to mm, be funny. No, but you're taunting your teammate as a fuck you to the other team. Yeah, and no, not necessarily. I don't know how the being dead cameras work in Apex, but like if the rules stated you may not teabag an opponent. They didn't. They didn't. Just to be no, clear. No, no, but I'm just, saying, yeah. I'm just saying, theoretically, if they did. And in the context in which they say no sportsmanlike conduct, if it was interpreted as teabagging an opponent, would be considered unsportsmanlike conduct, which I would generally speaking agree with. Um, I don't think it's an egregious fault. I don't I think that that should that. be in the rules, no. Yeah, but, but like, it, it, I, I could absolutely see that being interpreted as unsportsmanlike conduct. Now, if you're going to then just go and say, oh, I can't teabag the other team, the next closest thing I can do is teabag my own teammate, and if they can see it in their being dead cam, again, I don't know how that functions, but let's say they can, it's like, oh, ha, like, I'm still teabagging you guys, it's just I'm not literally teabagging you, so I don't get DQ'd. Well, so just to be clear, now now I'm following what you're saying. You're inventing a very different scenario in which the teabagging, the teammate was like getting around a rule against yes, teabagging exactly. an opponent. Right. So that's not at all what happened, but I would tend to agree with you in that case, in that alternate scenario. Yeah. I would, I would, I would be with you. I'd say not even getting around. Like it's yeah, still, happened. it's still like a sort of celebration. Right. Well, Yeah. But like, no one's going to say no celebrating during a match. Well, like, that could be unsportsmanlike conduct in the same way. Right. Like, if, yeah, but like in what sport can you never celebrate a good play? Like, it's all about, are you being targeted and rude to the other team? Like, that's what sportsmanlike conduct is. Like, no one is going to be up in arms about a team celebrating after they get a goal in soccer. They're like, oh my god, that's unsportsmanlike. Like, yeah, you're flaunting it in, in the other team's face. Well, it's it's if, a similar level. I'm saying it's stupid, but like, I can see it. If you're up, like, 7 nothing in soccer and you guys have an over-the-top, like, celebration. It's taunting. Yeah, yeah right. it's probably taunting. Yeah, but we're talking you know, about... Like, no, no, but I'm yeah. saying, like, obviously there's 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 nuance to all of this, right? Like, the same yeah. celebration would not be unsportsmanlike on goal one. Right, right. But on goal seven, that same, like, that, that same celebration becomes unsportsmanlike, given the context. Well, first of all, I would agree in, in, like, a moral level, but I also would say that that level of nuance should not be something that anyone seeks to enforce in terms of rules, just because there's so much like gray area there. Well, and I think like, definitely not one person. So that's like getting back to the yes. main thing here is one, the rule is stupid. It's too vague. Yeah. And then being determined by a single person who is live casting the match is stupid as hell. Yes. Yes. That's I think the biggest issue in this case. Because like like you guys have said, if it was more clearly defined in the rules and all, it could have and they and then they reviewed footage and released a ban afterwards, you know, that could make sense. But or even that was like what what let's say here that the TO's got a personal vendetta against people teabagging in video games. Just fucking write it in the rules. Yeah. You can't teabag. Yeah. Like right. you may not press crouch repeatedly within a five second window 
just like have that explicitly thrown into the rules. Like that 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 is the solution, right? Like it, 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 if you're going to take such a hard stance towards this, and like I would assume that for future events, he probably will have that in the rules now, given that this has become a controversy. But like, yeah. and yeah, I I'd agree that this does seem very heavy-handed to just DQ someone, but like. To fully disqualify a team yeah, for teabagging, yeah, like, yeah. that's insane. I fully agree that that's incredibly right. heavy-handed, especially considering it came out of nowhere. Well, yeah, I mean, I think I think any any ban whatsoever of uh, the player or the team, given what the rules were at the time, is yeah. ridiculous. If they like, want to change the rules after, like, if if they went up, if like he instead went up to the other person's body, teabagged them. Stood up from his chair, spun around in a circle, did a 360, and said, "Fuck you! I'm so much better than you." He should yeah, still not get like DQ'd. He should still not be DQ'd. Oh, well, if it was his teammate. Nope. All, all the in the worst scenario there, not DQ'd. Oh, oh, oh. Well, okay. Well, you know, we've been talking about different things, like what could happen based yeah. on you know an, a, a certain scenario versus what should. So I would say he could be disqualified for that under the general unsportsmanlike conduct rule, I would agree with you that he should not. Because yes. I think that's interesting to see. Yeah. Um, so that was Apex. That's just entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know. you know... Go ahead. Like, I, I think there's a very fine... There's, there's, there's a fine line that you gotta... You, you gotta push the boundaries on when it comes to trash talking versus unsportsmanlike conduct and just BM in general. Because, like... I do, like a good BM when there's risk at play. Like, if you hadn't killed the entire enemy team, and you decide to walk up to your teammate or an enemy and teabag them, while someone could be shooting you... Especially I'd if you shoot the body flies. then, so you reveal your position. Yeah, exactly. I'd say that yeah. flies. Like, is it disrespectful? Absolutely. Am I all for it? 100%. Yeah. Right? But, like, I feel like it's good when there's an element of risk at play after you've killed everybody and there's no, like there's no ability for you to die and or lose. I, I don't know how the fuck apex works. So like, yeah, but like, let, let's just say that there's nothing bad that can happen anymore. Right. And then you're yeah. going to go out of your way. Like, I just think that's stupid. Like if you're going to teabag someone, teabag someone when there's fucking risk. Well, I you know? see, I disagree with it for myself. Because I haven't earned the trash talk ability, you know. But you got to be good to trash talk. If if someone like if you have like a personal thing with somebody and they're on a pro team, like you know, pro esports is just entertainment in general for everybody else. That's how you're making your money. Is you're entertaining viewers like less so about like how good you are at the game, right? It's it's an entertainment thing. That's how fucking every sport, esport, whatever makes money. Um, butts and seats yeah and that's just fun to watch sometimes right it's fun to know the drama like what's going on behind the scenes what's going on outside of the game that like oh these people hate each other or you know these people are buddies and they're gonna shit talk each other you know like that's could be determined as unsportsmanlike conduct but in the grand scheme of thing it's entertainment and it's actually i think good for the sport yeah i got yeah i got um I Back when I played lacrosse, I got in a bunch of shit with the ref because I was trash talking the enemy team's goalie because he was the goalie from my hockey team. So I was just giving him a bunch of shit during the game, like in an obviously like 
like jest manner, mm-hmm. and like the the ref took like serious offense to that. Um, yeah, I mean, like I like, think that that's the scenario. But I'm saying, like, you know, you haven't earned the respect to do that, mm-hmm. right? If you are a professional team and you know you guys played like Sunday hockey together, then uh, then you'd have the respect, you'd have the skill to be able to do that. Yeah. But like, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like for for the most part, it it's just unnecessary. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm a little confused. Are you suggesting it should be banned, or are you suggesting it just people just shouldn't do it? Because there's a big the, difference. More the there. latter. I'm just saying people just shouldn't do it. But oh, oh, I don't okay. think I don't think you should get DQ'd for doing it. Got like it. that that's Got that's it. ridiculous. I don't think it should be in the rules. Well, Cass, I think if you're going I, to yeah, enforce yeah. it. It needs to be preemptively in the rules, mm-hmm. um, and given that it wasn't, yeah, I feel like that that should not be enforceable in any capacity. Nor do I think it necessarily should ever be enforceable. I just feel like people in general shouldn't do it. Well, um, from that, we're going to up the stakes a little bit, getting to a much more serious issue and one in Valorant related to teabagging. And this is going to be probably contain some of the heaviest subject matter we've discussed ever on the podcast. So for this reason, I'm going to say we just speak openly. And then if there's a cut right here, that will be, I just cut this section out and we're just going to skip it entirely. So I'm surprised um, I haven't heard about what the fuck you're about to talk about, because that seems yeah, like I have, I have no clue. What's we're, coming. we're going from yeah. a, like talking shit about talking shit to you saying like, this is going to be heavy. Well, the issue itself isn't heavy. It's just the discussion can get heavy. Okay, so what happened was there's the Gallerance Discord server. And the Gallerance... What'd you say? I now know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, okay. Do you know, know, Chase? No idea. Okay, so there's the Gallerance Discord server, which is a Discord server that's quite big. (laughs) I'm not in it. I'm not a gal, so I don't know exactly how big. But it's basically for anyone who doesn't identify as male. So it was initially for female, and then they opened uh, opened it up to like marginalized uh, gender identities as well. So as long as you're not male, you can be in the Gallerance Discord. And there is a, but there are a bunch of pros, like female pros in there as well. Um, and so basically one day a user of the Discord went on a rant about how teabagging in video games is sexual assault. Um, because basically they're saying, you know, if you did this in real life, it's sexual assault. Therefore, like, you know, you're, conveying your intent to do it so it's kind of the same thing um and several members of the gallerians discord took extreme offense to this because they said in some cases people came forward and said like i have been sexually assaulted and equating teabagging in a video game to sexual assault and saying they're the same thing is really offensive to people who've actually had to go through that and things got more and more heated um to the point where one person um, ended up, who was a female, who, who is a female Valorant pro, who was really arguing with this person, they ended up saying, uh, I'll be sure to teabag you next time we, like, if I ever face you when I'm on a Smurf, because the person who was saying it wasn't a pro. Um, so, and then it also, like, went to Twitter, and there were some exchanges, but that, like, that was the most, you know, pointed thing that was said. And in the past week, Riot came out and basically uh, dropped heavy bans against the two people who are arguing the hardest against teabagging is sexual assault. One person was given a three month ban just for like, you know, throwing like subtweeting. 
And then one per- the person who like said the whole like I'll teabag you in uh, next if I ever get to play you that that person got a nine month ban from any like official riot event. Um, and and one additional nuance to that that w- w- people are kind of thinking about is that the two people who got bans had only ever gone in Discord and in games by their like in game name. But Riot, when they announced the ban, because they're, they were both pro players, so they'd submitted their information to Riot, Riot essentially doxed them with their names. They announced their full names, like, in the competitive ruling. And so now these people who, you know, are being acute, like, Riot believes they were being harassing towards other members, now they are sort of a more pointed target of harassment because now people know their actual legal names. So the whole situation is incredibly messy. Um... And and that's that's the story. So you hadn't heard that, Chase? I hadn't heard anything about this. Um, yeah. This is me not reading through any Valorant news whatsoever. But, mm-hmm. like, unless it gets posted in our Discord server, I, I don't hear about it. Uh, I see, I see. Holy shit. My yeah. initial take is that the person who initially made that post is the fucking worst take I've ever heard of. Like, yeah, this is possibly one of the worst takes in any subject that I have heard in my entire life. Mm -hmm. Like that is completely fucked up to equate teabagging in a video game to sexual assault. Not only for the fact that there are actual sexual assault victims that that is an insane like equation to make. Mm hmm. Like, that is just ridiculous, right? And then you're fucking murdering people in a video game. Yes, that the, a lot of people have brought that up. The yeah. dumbest thing about this is that, oh, so instead of me crouching over you a bunch of times, I'm going to shoot you in the head. Does that mean that I want to, in real life, shoot you in the head? Right, or that you're morally culpable of that. Somehow. Yeah, or yeah, mor- yeah, morally culpable of murder. Should every person that plays an FPS be convicted of murder? Yeah, yeah. Like that Almost. is fucking insane. Okay, I know where you're going, Cass. Some oh, people don't kill anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, not where I was going. I was oh, we yeah. just say don't give politicians any ideas now. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yo, yo. Okay, but actually, no, Hunter, I thought I knew where you were going with this, and I was completely off the mark. Uh, oh. I had no idea what any of this was about. I thought we were going to talk about the fact that uh, one of the girls in, in Gowerant had her boyfriend play for her in a pro match. Oh, that was also an interesting controversy. Uh, Maybe we can wait, get to that wait, one next. When you, when you brought up Gowerant, yeah. I thought that's where we were going with it. Yeah, uh, so that's another Gowerant's controversy here in the past week. Yeah. Basically, yeah, again... And, like, this is my same take as it was before. Uh, I, I don't think you should teabag people. I also don't think it should be a bannable offense or a DQable offense or anything of the sort. And also, yeah, Riot coming out and posting their full legal names, which, like, yeah, I, I don't know. Okay, because that's a hard one. Because, like, when... Whenever Riot makes an official announcement about a given player, like, for example, with the uh, the whole Sinatra incident, in their legal ruling, they said, Jay Sinatra won, with the Sinatra in quotes. So, like, that's obviously 
right, right. Like, you're giving out his full name there, but like I feel like by nature of well, I mean, first of all, Sinatra was a rather prolific player to the point where everybody like even if you didn't already know his legal name, it wouldn't be hard to find. And same yeah. thing for the majority of like the like the tier one male Valorant scene. Like if you wanted to figure out somebody's name, it would not be hard. Yeah. Um, First result of a Google search kind of thing. Yeah. So I don't know. So like that that that's a tough one because if people took active steps to not have their legal name be associated with their um I guess whatever their like what is it, gamer tag? Yeah, their tag yeah, yeah. The Riot equivalent yep, yep. is. Um Yeah, I feel like maybe they shouldn't have gone out and done that, but like I understand that that's just probably their legal precedence is to use someone's full legal name to avoid any confusion or loopholing about who is being banned. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking is that like, obviously riot is a official organization, right? So in the terms of the law, if they are making a statement about somebody's career as a like professional sporting organization, they have to really like their statement has to include the person's name in which they're stating this offense to, right? Because their tag is not legally associated with that person. Uh, right. Their name is. So, so, I mean, unless they, unless they like operate under like their tag as an LLC or a like sole proprietorship, right. Then it would be, and I uh, doubt, People Nobody does that. That's, your Valorant that, that. that that would be fucking ridiculous yeah. to establish yourself as a sole proprietorship under your gamer tag. Um, I I could see someone at the level of like Tarek or Shroud doing that. Possibly, but right. I feel like more likely they would like just trademark the like the yeah. logo or copyright the name or whatever. How yeah, how yeah. that fucking shit works. I think it's right. trademark for both of them, but it is um, a trademark for them. Uh. So I understand, like, in a legal ruling, you have to associate it with a player who is playing right. for this sports organization. But that's not even the point of this entire thing. I think it's just exactly. fucking ridiculous that they would come out and levy any punishment against these people. Unless there was more to this story in which they were doxing the other person on the other side. You know, like, uh, there was, it's there like was you no can't fight, involved. like, don't fight fire with fire kind of deal. Of yeah, like, I'll be, let me just interject to say that no one is alleging that any doxing occurred, just to be clear. Okay. I, I mean, or Besides not riots. not even, like, not even doxing <laughs> itself, like, just how severe did this argument get? Like, how far did it escalate? And were people yeah. punished on both sides for doing similar things? Or, like, does this have nothing to do about the content of the argument? but only about the actions taken in which case riot might have a a statement there yeah so after diving pretty pretty far down deep down this rabbit hole because i really wanted to understand the situation since it's you know fascinating in a terrible way um the the reason this this the big difference between the 3 month and the 9 month ban was that the one player said you know, I'll teabag you. I'll make sure to teabag you in the next game that I, I play you in if I do play you. Because sort of the implication is you're saying you feel like, you know, 
it's sexual assault. So I'm going to do something to you that you feel like is sexual assault. So like, that's, I, I can acknowledge that like, it's, it's a tough situation, right? Because on the one hand, it's such a ridiculous claim that, uh, that teabagging is sexual assault and making light of actual sexual assault. So I can understand why someone would take that personally and then react. But I also understand how that wasn't a good thing to say. But then the, and as far as I can tell, that is by far the worst thing that anyone did. Everything else was just like Twitter beef and like people like throwing like thinly veiled shade or like posting like different stuff from the Gallerins discord is like, look at all this ridiculous stuff that's happening. Okay, but, if that's uh, the worst thing that happened, yeah, that's nothing. That's the worst thing that that's happened. That's absolutely nothing, yeah. and there is no fucking way any competitive bans which affect these people's careers should be levied up because of this. I agree. I agree. Um, w- one of the things that I think is especially worth noting is that literally none of this took place in a Valorant game or in a Riot-sponsored event. All of this was via Gallerins, which is not Riot-sponsored, and uh, Twitter. So obviously like, you know, Sinatra's thing with the Sinatra being accused of sexual assault that received a ban. So like really egregious behavior outside the game. I'm fully okay with that or allegations of it. I'm fully okay with that receiving a ban, but like policing people's speech and interactions, you know, outside of anything riot official, it seems very weird to get into that territory, you know? Yeah. I I feel like I I was going to bring that up as well. I feel like you can't make a distinction between whether it's like a riot official event or not for quite literally the exact thing that you brought up is like a, a, it's not like Sinatra's sexual assault allegation took place at a riot sanctioned event or anything. And that's why he got banned. Like well, it, sure. it, it's, it, it's a really tough thing to. Yeah. How do you determine that level? And yeah. even so, like, I think that it's a slippery slope to say that, you shouldn't police speech outside of your event, right. like out, outside of like uh, your, your organization. Um, just because that can lead to a lot of things. I think that in this case, for sure, for it, sure. it's absolutely not applicable, but yeah, like, I, I, I would say this is an overstep on riots part for sure, but yeah, just, you got, I, I was going to say like, change the wording around. Right. Um, like if you made it like either ra- like e- if what she said was either racist or anti-Semitic, and that got a ban, I don't think anybody would be complaining about that. I certainly would not. Just to be right? clear, so I would be fully good with that that ban. It's like it, it's hard to say like, oh no, we can't in or we can't enforce bans on people for anything that they do outside of our our sanctioned events and things that are like directly tied to us. Because there there are things that absolutely warrant bans that do not take place at riot official events or anything of the sort. So it, you can't. I feel like they riot can't draw the line in the sand and being like, "Hey, we don't deal with things that don't take place on our turf." Um, and again, like as riot is a company, and the people that they quote unquote endorse are a reflection of their product. Yeah. Well. Just just to be clear, Cass, I wasn't suggesting, because I brought up the Sinatra example as Riot taking good action, I wasn't suggesting that Riot should have this definitive line of like, oh, in Valorant or not in Valorant. But what I'm saying is that there are some things that are always bad. Like, for example, you brought up racist and anti-Semitic things. And then there are some things that 
obviously should be banned in Valorant, but not banned in real life. And that's where the gray area occurs. Because like, for example, if at a LAN or in a, in a game, a Valorant pro typed in chat or said out loud to the other team, fuck you, you stupid piece of shit. Like that would be warranted for them to receive a ban. However, uh, I feel like that flies. that's the shit. Well, but there are things well, that you could they, say. They, that would be know. something. That would be that's something our, that would be in the gray area for sure. But yeah, they would could say that should warrant a ban. I don't think the example that you just listed should, but I understand what you're getting at. Either way, so yeah, I don't know what Riot would think of that specific phrase, but there are things you could say that aren't like one of those especially hot. Just don't say these uh, words that you could say to an opponent that if someone then released a video of you in real life at a bar in a heated argument with your friend and you said, fuck you, you stupid piece of shit, like you shouldn't be banned from Valorant for saying that to someone at a bar. Whereas you could argue, once again, maybe not that, maybe that's not the best example. You could, there are some things inside the game that would be more of a, that would be more of an issue in themselves. So like, that's, that's sort of the distinction I'm making. Not that they shouldn't police speech outside because it does reflect their product. It's just that there's a bit of a difference there. And I feel like where they drew the line was way too far on the side of, you know, them taking sides of a heated online debate that didn't, when they didn't need to take a side at all. Yeah. And the debate is just so stupid. Like, that's what I Mm -hmm. can't get. Like who at riot was like, yes, the public opinion, this will look good for us. If we levy a ban against these people, right? Like, who is saying that? What yeah. Is, like, what is the community support for either side here? Are there people on the side of, like, the OP? I'm not really familiar with it. I know uh, uh, Penguinzo, uh, Moist Critical, he actually went ahead and interviewed on his, like, main YouTube channel and on Twitch. He interviewed at least one of the two people who had been handed the ban and he was very sympathetic to them and was basically commiserating with them that it didn't make sense. So a lot of prominent voices are speaking out against the bans. Um, And one thing that people have suggested is that Riot is overreacting in this case because Riot themselves have from a couple of years ago been, I don't know if anything's current, maybe there's some ongoing lawsuits still, but essentially there've been some stuff that's come out from Riot over the years of, female employees suing riot for sexual harassment slash assault stuff. So maybe riot is like, you know, if someone says this is sexual assault, we can't allow anyone to, you know, respond harshly to that. Otherwise it will look like maybe we're condoning sexual assault. I think that's still a stretch, but that's what some people are thinking. Maybe that's kind of the angle that riots coming at this from. I thought it was blizzard that had sexual assault problems. It was right. Well, blizzard has had much worse ones because blizzards go all the way to the top to the CEO like yeah. he directly, it is alleged and it seems to be backed up by fact that he directly um, told an employee, a female employee, that she should kill herself. And he was like, oh, well, I wasn't serious. Um, <laughs> like not, not in a heated gaming moment, he like straight up like wrote that to her in an email. Um, so that's, that's a much worse situation. Okay, regardless of the context in which whether he should or should not have done that. Yeah. Really that's not sexual assault, though. Well, well, okay, yeah, just to be clear. No, no, assault and harassment are very different things, by the way. Yeah. Bad tra- what, I, what I really should have said is bad treatment of, fem- of uh, females is a weird word, but I'll just use it. Bad treatment of females 
was a uh, issue that went all the way to the top of Blizzard. Whereas okay. with Riot, it seemed like maybe they just weren't doing a good job of, you know, dealing with incidents as they arose. Um, and it seems like it mostly came out like three years ago or something, and maybe there's still some ongoing litigation. Like nothing, there's been no recent scandals with Riot. It's just been something that people are saying maybe they're like hypersensitive to it. Yeah, this seems like it goes against them more. Like the part that I can't wrap my brain around is if Riot is siding with the part the part that is like saying, oh yes, teabagging is equivalent or similar to sexual assault because it is displaying intent. Um, if Riot is siding with, with that point of view, that is so much more against women from my perspective. Interesting. I'm, I'm curious to see where you're going with this. Well, because it is so diminishing of the actual, like, oh, troubles oh, oh, of okay. sexual yeah, assault victims. Yeah, yeah. That it seems to be, like, just downplaying a major issue that, like, affects a fuck ton of people, right? Right. So it seems like they're just on the wrong side here numerically and morally. Yeah, just to be clear, I think the the wording of Riot's ban um, specifically was about the fact – was not about that they were specifically taking that side as much as that they were saying that the people interacting um, with the person making that claim were doing so in a way that was harassing to her and was unacceptable because of their treatment of her. Um, okay. I mean, yeah, that, that I could understand. that is kind of where I was coming from, but it doesn't seem like their behavior escalated to the point in which that is a I, true I agree. statement. Yeah. From okay. what you've told you know, me, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. So I just pulled it up now. Um, the ruling, cause the ruling is pretty short. Um, okay. I'm not going to use their names cause I don't want, you know, I don't want them to be docs anymore than they already are. And I feel like I'm on their side. So it says TLDR, Person A employed vulgar language against a member of the Gallerans community. Um, uh, person B harassed a member of the Gallerans community. Both instances of behavior are violations of the Valorant Champions Global Torch competition policy. Subsequent, subsequently, person A is banned, blah, 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 for three months. And person B is banned for nine months. And then they give a little bit more. Um, yeah, and then they give a little bit more details. But th there really isn't a lot. Um yeah, yeah, that's yeah, just really in determining what vulgar stuff. language yeah. is. It's another like, uh, that's yeah, area. it's another gray area of interpreting the rule book, right? right? Where you might say that yes, they were in, uh, or you know they were against these rules. I don't know what the proper terminology in there breach. is in bre in breach of the rules, um, topically, uh, but. It seems like the way that you interpret them could also go the other way of saying, like, in implying this, you are directly diminishing this person's experiences. And therefore, the other person should also be banned. Like, that could be just right. as bad, if not a worse offense. I don't know, that, that seems like a bit further of a stretch. The first one's already a stretch. I feel like the second one that you're getting at here is is even farther a stretch. But, like, I don't know. I've got two main points here. Number one is Sinatra got a year ban for actual sexual assault. 
compared to nine months for whatever this is determined to be. Right. And then second, somebody got a three month ban for fucking retweeting something. Uh, they were their own tweets, just to be clear. They weren't retweeting, but yeah. Oh, I thought you said subtweet. The person. Yeah, I was saying subtweet. Do you know what a subtweet is, Cass? No, no clue. Sub subtweeting is when you say, like, for example, if I were to if I were to get off of a Valorant game with you, and then immediately uh, post it to Twitter. Uh, imagine locking chamber and bottom fragging. That's a subtweet at you that I'm not mentioning your name, but I'm clearly angry at you and venting about that such that if you saw it or anyone else knows what I just did, it was very clearly a dig at you. So like, that's a subtweet. Uh, okay. Got it. Okay. I, I thought, I thought you said they retweeted something, but not a subtweet. Okay. Subtweeting. That's yeah. slightly different. That probably but... just comes from not knowing Twitter. Like, yeah, I right. barely know that. And only because I've heard the terminology used, I didn't know exactly like what it meant in mm -hmm. practice. I don't know. Either way, both seems like both of them seem like reaches on Riot's part for banning them. Yeah, I think we've kind of discussed the topic yeah. enough. I just thought it was really, you know, it was big news. So it was worth bringing up. So Cass, did you want to go on to the slightly lighter thing that you were thinking of initially? Or significantly uh, lighter? Well, I don't know. We, we cleared my, my, my dumb topic that I thought we'd all agree on. But uh, what was I, your dumb I kind topic? of wanted the, 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 um, the emotes thing. Um, no, yeah, no, no. I, I meant when I initially said a controversy from Gallerins, you brought oh, up something very briefly, oh, and I wondered oh, if you wanted oh, to talk yeah, about yeah. that. Um, yeah. I, I, I like not there, – there's not really too much to go into just because I don't know the details, and I'm fairly confident. Oh. That, well, that I do know the details. Okay. Well, <laughs> All right, Mr. Explain Things, let's go. Yeah, okay. <laughs> At any rate, from what I've garnered, it seems yeah. like there was an official Game Changers. Is that, is that the term? Yes, yeah. yes, Game Changers. Okay. Changers there was an official Game Changers match that was played in which there's a lot of evidence that points to one of the competitors had her boyfriend play in an official match on her account. Yeah. Um, now, Are cameras not a thing in these events? Yeah, okay. Well, wait, wait, you want me to explain? Is, is it explainy guy time? I'm like the Kool-Aid man. I'm ready to bust <laughs> through the wall. Yeah. <laughs> hold me back. Hold me back. It's actually uh, much, it's pretty quick to explain. Yeah, yeah go for it. <laughs> Boom, I'm busted through that wall. Oh, yeah. Feels good. Um, yeah, so essentially, the, the girl's boyfriend w played for TSM's academy team. So, like, there was a lot of... There was... Prior to the event, there was a lot of footage of her playing Valorant and him playing Valorant. They don't use... They didn't use face cams for the event. I assume it was, like, a online tournament. Actually, I'm pretty sure... Yeah, it definitely was an well, online tournament. It has to have been. I yeah. assume. Like, right, right. Otherwise, I assume that was very clearly the situation. Um, and... When the, first of all, the person who played on her account, this is the weakest point of showing the, the link, did really well. Did like, had a far better ACS through the tournament than like, the, than the, the girlfriend had ever had. But then there are two much stronger points. One of them is that all of the settings of the account exactly matched the boyfriend and not the girlfriend. <laughs> Oh, like, so, like, like they changed the settings before this yeah, tournament. Like, like, like yes, binds, yes. Right, like so the key binds. bindings for, like, abilities it, it, were exactly the same as the boyfriend had always used and the girlfriend had never used. 
And then like the mini map, like I think the girlfriend uses rotate and the boyfriend uses fixed and they use different like scaling for it. And it was the boyfriend's way. And then the nail in the coffin was that the org, org still released like the team's like comms for the event at like, like, you know, the videos from the, with, with including like the discord audio. And whenever the girlfriend, the girlfriend talked, the audio is muted in the video that the uh, org released. Um, despite the fact that you can see in the discord overlay that they're talking. <laughs> so it's like such a blatantly obvious move. It's just hilarious. Yeah, there's, there's that's more like the no... cherry on top than the than more than the nail in the coffin. The nail yeah. in the coffin is the settings. Right. Yeah, yeah. But like, okay, I could see a potential world in which the argument could be made. I decided to try my boyfriend's settings out, and I have been doing this for several weeks now, and there had just been no footage released. I could see that argument being made. Now, how valid would that argument be? That's a whole other topic. How, yeah, but, or like, a, hey, I played a couple games on my boyfriend's account, uh, and I was like, shit, like... Well, that's, uh, well, you can't admit that. That's against Rats TOS. It was accidentally logged in on my computer. This is a, it's a worse offense. <laughs> it's, it's like admitting to a worse offense to get out of a bigger one. Yeah, like, yeah, to, yeah. To, to like a, a lesser, lesser a lesser offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I think I think you could probably say like I was at my boyfriend's house and he said try out my settings, so I went to the range. Yeah, on his computer, and I was like, and oh tried, shit, I, like I, I, really like I really like this. I really like this stuff. So like, send me your settings. I'm gonna try to use that in my next tournament. Right, right. And you know what? I did really well with it because you know, like this clicked more and this clicked more. Like I just liked his settings better, so you know, I did I did a lot better. And uh, I'm really not trying to. Well, okay. Is there previous evidence of her voice online? Probably. Yes, in right? previous tournament, in previous tournaments that were get released, the comms with everyone talking. Yeah, yeah, it's getting really hard to defend her here. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, at, at this point, it's right. Like yeah, like it, it, it's kind of a, it like the, the cast kind of out of the back. I was going to say, like, you know, in order to protect my privacy, I really didn't want my voice out there online either. And so, right. therefore, I had my org mute me in, in the videos. But if that has not been the case in previous yeah. um, videos, then that's just out the window. Right. Um, one, of, one of the clips as well that's really funny that I saw of this is the, the likely, the, you know, we can just say the boyfriend at this point. The boyfriend uh, pulls off a uh, 1v4 ace clutch in one of the rounds. Um, on Breeze, uh, as Sova, and then, like, you know, just says nothing afterwards, you know, the round is over. That's the ultimate version of what Chase was saying, if not celebrating, you know, there's no audio released, so, you know, they just didn't say anything to their team, <laughs> is the way, is the way it looks from the <laughs> released, except for the fact that, you know, there's something moving in Discord, but, you know, you don't need to look at that. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that'd be sick if it were true. Oh yeah! If it were true, and you got a one v four ace clutch, and you just said nothing, like, yeah, that's just that's fucking sick. Yep, I stand yep. by my earlier point. Mm -hmm. Typically, the only thing I'd say is thanks to my team, who's like, "Yo, sick!" Like that was dope. You're like, "Thanks, man." Yep, yeah, that would be weird to say nothing to that. They're like, "Oh, let's <laughs> go, good job." Um, is <laughs> nothing. Yeah. yeah. Radio silence. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, yeah th that's what I originally thought you were going to bring up. Um, mm -hmm. 
No, in case this wasn't clear, don't do that. <laughs> but glad we've covered. Don't try this okay. at home, kids. <laughs> do do more actual in-game topic stuff here. Uh, I I wanted to discuss retakeability and holdability of different sites by map. Oh God, um, kill me right now. <laughs> oh. I think there's some clear victors here. But, like, I, I think the easiest one here to look at is Haven. I think it's the fucking hardest to hold B and the easiest to retake. But. Oh, yeah. I would agree. I, I mean, there's a couple of standouts here. And, like, I was joking with Kill Myself. If if we were to go through every fucking site and discuss how good it is like please don't no, make talking, me do that but i'm talking relative by map but if we want to if we want to go over some like some <laughs> some like you know down the middle fastballs then then we can do those um yeah i mean haven haven b site is just yeah it, it's easy to take easy to retake i would say mm-hmm Right. Were, yeah, you, yeah, were yeah. you trying to say that it was hard to take? No, no, no. I'm trying. I'm, I'm saying it's really easy to take, but it's also really easy to retake. Yeah, it's really um, hard to defend. Yeah, once you have sight, and then like it may not have. It didn't used to be when when like post plant meta was huge, like in its prime. Right, you had like unnerfed viper, like like post original yeah. buff. Viper. It was still pretty easy to retake. But okay, it, it was. Like, okay, what it used to be was you have a jet, smoke your way onto site, get bombed down default, dash out, delay as long as you can without using post-plant utility, and then you'd have a... Okay, well, what post-plant utility would you have on Haven? Because... You have have shock darts? You have shock darts because Fade wasn't in the meta. Um, so you had a Sova for sure. Yeah, I you, like you, have re- you have Recon, which will probably be your first line of defense because if someone sticks to the Recon, you have to use something else. But if they get off during it, then then you're chilling. Well, um, if someone sticks to the Recon, you just shoot them. They're being pinged. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, you Recon, you Shock Dart. Call, call it, you, you got a Viper. You can you can Molly Molly. Um, yeah, I'm wondering if you have a Viper. Yeah, on Haven especially. I feel like not the really Viper, a Viper was map. never, even in the heyday of post-plant meta, I feel like Viper wasn't uh, a pick on Haven. Astra? Well, well okay, he, here's yeah, the thing, Astra right? Star. You've got Astra Star for sure back in post-plant meta. My, my thought on the whole post-plant meta on B Haven specifically is I really don't feel like that was a post-plant meta site. And the reason being that the biggest issue with holding B is in addition to holding both sides of sight from defenders retaking from there, you have to deal with the very fast flank from a lobby and also pushing out garage. And if either, and if defenders get through either garage or, um, you know, a lobby, then it's a pretty short distance to anywhere in defender spawn. So unless you have some wacky lineup from like C site where nowhere is on at this point when 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 you know, I can't talk unless you have some wacky lineup from like C site where no one is at this point so the defenders just don't expect it like any traditional lineup you still risk being overrun 
very easily. So I would say even in post plant meta, B was very easy to retake. Which I think is an argument that we're trying to make here. Well, well no, it's the argument that you like, were trying well, to make. I, I was that. I was trying to say like yeah. back in post plant meta maybe, but now now it's definitely easy to retake. Yeah, and I'm saying yeah, and that's why I'm disagreeing slightly saying I, I think it was always pretty easy to retake. Like, yeah, yeah it helped having post plant meta for sure. Right. And then I, I think the if not the easiest to retake up there for sure with B site Haven is A site bind. I feel like that's that that's another site in which you see it's relatively easy to get plant down. And then it becomes incredibly hard to hold. Well, it becomes incredibly hard to hold in the same way that I I find like I I see a similarity between that and like uh B-site icebox whereas you're sectioning off a portion of the site to plant um and therefore you don't have full site control and they still have like defending team still has site control and therefore they can retake from there instead of like taking the entire site and they have to then retake the entire site they already have site you just have like a little portion of it right so that yeah. would be that would be a site bind that would be b site icebox um i mean a site icebox too yeah, possibly. T- talking about chases to be clear, you're talking about sites where you can realistically get a plant down while not having full site control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would also throw in the mix uh, a site pearl. Yeah, I was I was... that earlier today. I wait, what a site pearl? Yeah, yeah, because you, you you can like what I was doing as Omen is you can double smoke either side of the default boxes, plant default, and not have any control back site whatsoever or dugout. I mean, because maybe, no but I, I would say that B-Site okay. Pearl is minimum. a better example here. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say A-Site Pearl, you've got minimum half the site to get plant down. I'm saying, like, the di- like the difference here is on Icebox, both A and B-Site, all you need is a teeny little sliver so you can drop your Sage Wall down and get that I guess, plant I guess down. that is a little bit different, yeah. Right, like, like on, on A-Site Pearl, you need half of site. I would say less than half of site if you look at, like, the connectors right into site, not just the plantable area, as being a relevant part of site. Yeah, I mean, I can see where you're coming from. Like, and I, I think that there are ways that you can play a lot of sites that yeah make it so that you only take a little bit of site control, get the bomb down, and then play back. Um, but right, right. where is that very common slash the way you have to play it? Um, I see like B-Site Icebox, B-Site Pearl. Yeah, yeah um, I'm more so. I'm agreeing with you guys yeah. now, now that I understand more. Also, I'm, I'm thinking not disagreeing. Like, like, you can do it on A-Site Bind. You can do a fast showers take and just sage wall up, plant in that teeny little corner and just be like, we're going to turtle up in showers. Well, I would like, say the better example, if we're not using agent-specific utility, would say if you can just get yourself to triple, you can plant fairly safely in yeah. triple and then watch it from showers, regardless of the, the sage mm-hmm. wall. Yeah, yeah no, and like, I think that that's also like a on the edge, but a pretty good example of, of a site that's easy to take, but only a portion of it, so therefore easy to retake. Yeah. Right, but then like take a, take like a scent, right? To get a plant off on a scent. You can't just hit a sliver of it. Yeah, you I mean, have to technically, take technically, there's the astral wall strat on a site where you yeah. just astral wall across that teeny little corner, but that's reliant on an agent's alt and 
we've gone over this before, like, that's how many rounds a fucking half. Um, so I feel like that one doesn't really count. I, I feel like Ascent's, in my opinion, Ascent is very fair on takeability versus retakeability. Yeah, I mean, and, if you're comparing the two of them, then, like, I think B-Site's harder to retake, but also not really because there's limited spaces that people can be. Yeah, also, getting out of heaven on A-Site is a bitch if you're stuck there, and then, like, I, I don't know, like, obviously, if, if, like, we're talking 5v5 retake, I feel like Ascent A-Site isn't... Or ascent A site is easier to retake compared to ascent B site in a five v five scenario. But as soon as you're down members, I feel like A site becomes harder to retake. Possibly, Just... but ascent is really not the point of this conversation because I, I agree with you; they're both pretty fair. Yeah, I feel like they're both pretty fair. Um, I yeah. think that on the opposite end of the spectrum, you have bind B site, which is, according to stats, the uh, I, last I checked, like a month or so ago, was the hardest site to retake in the game. Right, it's often touted as that. Um, I didn't know that there were actual stats, but I knew that people had said, like, oh, this is the hardest site to retake. And you can definitely see it. It is a fucking difficult site to retake once they have full control of site. Especially yeah. if they have elbow control? Yeah, if they have elbow control, like, you just can't come from CT. Yeah, if they have both site and elbow, like, that's rough, because getting over to B-Long takes for fucking ever. Like, you don't have that kind of time, typically, unless you started a really early flank. And then, if you're going short, either you take TP, in which... They know exactly where you are, yeah. Or you go the long way around, which you're also burning a lot of time. Um, It's not people know with, like, chamber trap or... Yeah, yeah, like, with chamber in the meta, that trap is down somewhere. Like, you're, you're gonna have to cross that at some point if you have a sentinel on your team other than sage you probably know that they're coming that way right mm. yeah i think to kind of summarize and put my own thoughts on it as well the reason why it, there's sort of three reasons why b site is so hard to retake one is uh hookah jumping out of hookah is always tough and that applies whether you're taking the site the first time or retaking so that one's like applies equally both ways but definitely makes it hard for retaking Two is, like you guys were saying, if you go around along, you take so much time to do that. And three, which we haven't discussed yet, is... I'm trying to think if there's another map where this is true. But basically, the path from long to elbow, as an attacker, when you're first taking sight, is pretty short. It's not that hard to get into elbow from long. And then from that point, you now can threaten the defenders very quickly and easily from two different angles while they're coming from their own spawn. Because when you're coming from spawn as a defender, you have to worry about people like peeking you CT or peeking you from elbow. And like that's, I think, fairly unique that it can be so dangerous just approaching the site, uh, the site from your spawn. Uh, I think the other thing is like, unlike B-Site, exa- like B-Site Ascent is the, like, the easiest example I can come up with, is no matter how much site control you have, you can't plant truly open to everything yeah whereas on on b haven or sorry b on bind you can plant so open that you could be literally anywhere holding this like specifically the one that goes semi on top of the tube 
Yeah. Uh, like it, you can make that plant so open once you have site. Whereas there are other sites, and the one that comes to mind is B Ascent, where no matter how much site control you have, you can't plant open for everything. Yeah, like you have to be on site or be able to peek, like be very close to site to watch the plant. Yeah, if yeah. some if somebody is like, you know, they they come in on retake, they roll your like couple people on site, and now you're retaking from out of site. That's that's difficult. Yeah, it happened in our game on a center earlier today. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you guys think of um, of Breeze? Because I was thinking of that. I think that A-Site immediately reminds me of, like, the, you know, wall off a little bit and plant and then play back. Yeah. I don't like retaking either. Yeah, I'm trying to think of how much of... I don't know how relevant it is to the discussion, uh, if it still would, like, fall under the same category of being a difficult retake. But what I'm kind of thinking is that I feel like part of the issue with Breeze is Breeze is just a big map. So the rotate, if you're like by, if you're like B main and then they are, and you hear, oh, they're getting the plant down on A, the amount of time it takes you just to run across the map to get to position to fight that is, it feels significant. Yeah, it's just big. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's easier to get bomb down on A. Definitely, definitely easier to get bombed down on A. I would agree. Assuming um, you have a Viper. Even yeah. so, if you have smokes, you can get bombed down. I feel like, okay, Astro and Omen, I feel like, can't quite get the job done. Because I feel like Brim could. If, if all you're trying to do is get plant down, I feel like Brim having the ability to smoke right titty between the titties and the area that leads towards double doors, I feel like having all three of those smokes drop at once fully sections off that area of the site that you're trying to plant in. But I feel like with only two smokes, you're leaving one of those exposed. Yeah, but you probably just leave like between right... the titties. No, right titty exposed. Definitely not between the titties. That's the worst to leave exposed, in my opinion, because then you're exposing yourself to stairs, backside, uh, bridge. Between the I, would agree, I would agree with Chase there. Also, because the default Viper wall for A, um, you still have to clear right titty to an extent if yeah. someone's going to hang around in front of your Viper wall. And that's just like in Cubby there. Do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I'm just thinking that, like, and, like, that's doable. That's not yeah. a tall order. No, no, no. I, I, I'm i just trying to say that, like, okay, first of all, stairs does not give you an angle to where you're going to plant from between the titties. Like, not smoking that off stairs. No, it'd, it'd be, like, crossing to get there. It wouldn't yeah. be when you're planting, obviously. But it'd be coming it's in not... onto site. Yeah, but I feel like that's the smoke that I was talking about that goes to double doors, assuming dome smoke here. The, the 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 smoke that cuts off double doors is the same smoke that cuts off stairs. Possibly, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Bridge, I, th- I think bridge, you're true. I think yeah, you're bridge right, yeah. goes between the titties for sure. Yeah. Um. And yellow. And yellow, yeah. So you choose you choose to smoke the left two, and you don't smoke the right because you cannot expose yourself to the backside and still get the plant off pretty easily there. Right. I'm I'm just thinking that the easiest one for your team to hold from 
like without a smoke, they can just have their gun out ready to shoot would be between the titties. So like if you have to leave one available, that's the one that your team can most readily fight, is it not? No, because they have to push around the titty and they can only peek you from one angle once you've gotten plant down. Or are you talking before you even get plant no, down? No, no, I'm talking to get plant down. I'm talking to get the plant. It's the easiest no, one for your team you, to cover. Come on, where when you, where are you pre-aiming when you peek that angle from caves? Well, yeah, but I, I'm taking that angle before any wall goes up. Yeah, and but yeah, you know where you're. Right everyone's pre-aiming that corner of right titty. Oh yeah, for sure. Everybody, and but so that's before that's, that's before where smokes that's where it's easiest to clear. So you clear that shit. Smokes go yeah, down. But, okay, but I and you have caves, the full sight control or like the little sight control that you need from caves. I can't clear cubby. No, but while you're planting, like you have to have someone push up with you. Yeah. And if you don't clear cubby and you smoke that off, someone can easily come through and shorty you in the ass to to stop plant. That is true. But who the fuck has a shorty? Assuming it's a full buy round. Um I guess the opera that's they're opping that angle. right titty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> because, about? Because <laughs> literally you. That angle. <laughs> yeah. Okay, mm. bad point, bad point. Taken. Um Okay, but do you think a is easier to retake? I think that A is easier to retake than B. I feel like if you've got... No, if... I okay. no, that's false. B is definitely easier to retake. So A, like a is easier to get planted down, harder to retake, and then the opposite is true for B site. I feel like A is easier to retake. Well, I'm leaning towards A being easier to retake simply because when you're flanking on A, you have the two paths through caves which allow you a lot of flexibility in... It makes it hard for one person to hold the cave's flank. Whereas on B, if one person is in window, unless the person who is... Unless the person is literally flanked, like, all the way through attacker spawn to come to window from that side, like, you can, you can see anyone you can who go goes in from tunnels. You could go well, tunnels to window. Well, sure, but that takes a really long time. Like, the, the point is that that... If you're going all the way through elbow... That would, to get there, either, you know, you as the attackers didn't contest elbow at all, or, you know, you... Somebody could come up that mid-connector area, which I don't know what it's called, where the cannon is. I guess yeah, you have they could. I like, no, but you have a chamber trap there. Right, and realistically, on Breeze, frequently you're going to have some amount of presence mid. You would, often, you have some idea of what's going on there, or like you said, the chamber trap. So, yeah. that, to me... As someone who, in many cases, ends up flanking uh, when retaking, that to me makes A feel a little bit easier. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's it's tough because I feel like both are kind of brutal to retake. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say that I was going to add a caveat into this. If you have smokes, like if you have a smoker still alive who has smokes left, I feel like A site's way easier to retake. Because of your ability to single smoke off caves. But I yeah. feel like B-Site like like is the site I'd rather retake if my smoke's character on my team is dead. Yeah, and I'll add to that that B-Site having Pillar as the place that the plant normally is around, assuming it's not like crazy open, 
means that you can peek the plant from a lot more angles because of that round object. Whereas to take a hypothetical that I've seen happen many times, if you're, if the attackers plant default on a, so right by right titty. Um, and then they have one player who's like lurking through halls. Maybe they even get a kill or two, but then, you know, it ends up with a situation where it's a two V two. The two defenders are both on spike. One of them is either pushing caves or, you know, ready to peak the person who is going to swing from caves. And then the other attacker is way over on like bridge. Then like that is a situation that heavily favors the defenders because in many cases, the person on bridge is not going to get it really much of an angle on the defenders doing the retake. Whereas, you know, if you have someone just on the opposite side of pillar on B, you can much more quickly get into position to like defend the spike plant as a, as an attacker holding the post plant. Yeah, in that scenario, because you're completely walled off, basically, on, on where they right. planted on A-site. I feel like, though, that, that does raise a side point, which I don't really want to get into, because I feel like it'll take that long. And I just thought it'd be curious to point out, is, assuming you have a free site, you pulled every fucking rotate off the, off the other te- enemy team, you just walk into site for free. Yeah. I I think that raises a good point of how far do you want to advance after you get that yeah. plan? Like um, if you could, if you had site completely for free and you could plant somewhere else, would you? Do I, I, I'm not even talking about a site in particular. I was thinking more broad strokes here. Like take any site, for example, right? Like it, a, like I, I'm going to go to Haven here, just or not Haven, Ascent, because we determined that that was like the fairest in terms of takeability versus retakeability. But like, say one person pushes Garage on your team, pulls every single rotate, calls out, "Hey, all five B," and you guys four man just walk out onto A. You plant Spike as open as possible. How far would you want to push out of A site to try to hold that? Right? Not, not super far, right? Like, you like might, that, that's probably somebody goes heaven. Probably someone goes heaven, but does that heaven person push into spawn? I would personally say no. No, like they're gonna at most hold top ramps and look down to try to get that, a peek that's off what, there. That, like, yeah, that's what I'd think. But like, that's pretty far. If I'm, no, if you're talking about far. scale of ramp of like this right. site itself, like that's that's pushing pretty far. Well, wait, 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 which is why I'm thinking that like if you get plant down. A site breeze. Why do you even want to be bridge? Yeah, you don't want to. There's still like, too many angles they could come from. I feel like being yellow is almost as far as you want to go. That gives you a lot of site control, deep site. And assuming in this scenario that I've laid out, right, the enemy team who is all 5B decides, hey, let's just walk all five of us, or not walk, but like run and push all five of us through T-Spawn. Then what the fuck are you going to do at bridge? Well, just to be clear, when I was mentioning the whole bridge scenario, the thing is the bridge flank can be actually quite useful prior to the very end of the round. Because if you can get the bridge flank just right, you can shoot people in the back of the head who are looking towards caves. But the issue is that as an attacker... But the issue is that, you know, obviously, as the round continues to develop, now you can't help with preventing the defuse. 
But that being said, you know, it can be very powerful. You can often get multiple free kills if you get the timing right to appear on bridge when they don't expect it. Or even if you get a kill in halls and just have that pressure of being in halls, now the defenders have to split their attention between caves and directly behind them, which is a very uncomfortable place to be, particularly if they're, like, around the titties themselves. Yeah, it's a very useful strategy, but it doesn't work right. well late, late round. Yeah, really, really the problem is if you're the last alive or one of two alive at bridge and the spike is planted default, then you have an uphill battle to be of any sort of use during that final stage. Side, so that's sort of the gamble from, you take. Yeah, I guess aside from time pressure. But okay, are we determining that A site easier to take, easier to retake on Breeze? I think so. That, that's, okay. that's where I'm settling after the discussion. Chase? I still think I'd rather retake B, but I agree to disagree here. Okay, fair enough. Um, I say we ignore split because split doesn't exist anymore. Hell um, yeah, see you split. Not nice knowing you. We kind of covered Pearl. What what map? I'm missing something. Fracture. Here. Fracture. Fuck, dude! I'm always retaking on fracture, and it always sucks, no matter what. <laughs> God, I'm we always just had that the, game. That was on Breeze, right? Where we were always, always retaking, we fucking got trounced. I don't know. But, like, Fracture in particular. I, I'm always on the other fucking side of the goddamn map with an op, <laughs> and then they push the other site, immediately take it. Like, I, I get call, or, like, I, I hear the voice comms, like, 10 to 15 seconds into the round, like, they're planting B. I'm just like, yeah. son of a bitch, I'm Hall's A with an See, off. I would say that I think that Fracture is pretty fair. Interesting, because my, my initial take was that I think that B site is... Wait, no, I always get them confused because it's like... They were, yeah, yeah, I'm correct. You know, okay, let me, let me just say something real quick. Small aside, the thing I hate most about Fracture isn't anything about the way the map plays. It's the fact that if you have fixed uh, minimap on, when you're on the defender side, every other map goes A to B, like, across from left to right on the on the minimap. Fracture goes B to A. Wait, on, which makes from it which really... side? Uh, hold on. On so attacker you have... side? Yeah, you're right. Sorry. Yeah, you, I, I, I said defender side. You're right. Attack From attacker side. Well, attacker side, most maps No, no, go... sorry. Defender side. I got it, I got yeah. it backwards. I got it backwards. Yes, okay. it is defender side. Because, like, Haven, Haven just, to be, just to really get my yeah, bearings yeah. and get the viewers, the listeners' bearings... Haven, you're a defender. It goes left to right, A, B, C. Uh, Fracture, if you're a defender, it goes... Left Wait, it still right, goes A, B. Yeah. What the heck? I'm just tripping. I'm just tripping. Yes. Oh, whatever. Also, okay. Anyway, that was a very weird you, tangent. Why the fuck are you playing fixed minimap? Oh, okay. We've, we've had this discussion before. The reason that I use fixed minimap is because it's better. Because unlike Cass, who for some reason likes to watch the, the minimap instead of where his shots are going, yeah, uh, you know, I, it's, it's nice to actually have a bigger, more zoomed out view so you don't have to press your map to bring it up. We definitely, we've definitely brought this before, like brought yeah. this up like multiple times before because the first time I was like, yeah, what the fuck? I play fixed. And then I like got in game the next time I was like, no, I don't. I play rotating. Um, yeah. <laughs> No, no, no! You, you switched to rotating at one point after I brought it up. I'm pretty sure. I don't know That's if I did. That's literally what Chase just said, right? No, no, I don't. I don't know if no, I no, ever no. did. If I ever swapped, I, or if I was just wrong and vehemently disagreed with you for no reason. Funny. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I convinced you to swap at one point. 
if that is, then that that speaks better on my initial point where I was disagreeing (laughs) with you. But in the other case where I was just wrong, then like it's just I was wrong. Yeah. Um. Okay, but all that aside, I feel like A is harder to retake. That's what you're gonna say, right? I was gonna say B. Fuck, which one's which again? That's I where you're wrong. Fracture is a, a is the one with drop. A is the one with okay. drop. A has drop. B has yeah. tower. A is harder um, to retake. I feel like B is harder to retake. Well, fuck drop. I fucking hate drop as an existence. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know you do. Because every time drop. I suggest, every time I suggest a drop, uh, like popping out a drop on a save, you're just like, no. Yeah, that's the yeah, worst I, I idea feel it, ever. I feel it. I I agree with Chase here. I that's think like on a save rushing drop because they're like it sounds cool. We're all charging off the cliff, but like charging off a cliff, it often results in death and nothing else. Yeah, that's the same like thing the as like rush, on it. I feel like it's way better. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Hold on. Before you go anywhere, Chase is gonna have a similar agreement or a similar position to me on this, in which charging off the cliff or charging off a cliffs is fucking phenomenal, and you should do it more. If you have a parachute, or like, what are we talking here? Well, if you got a pair Wait. of skis on your feet, got a pair yeah. of skis oh, wow. on, baby. Yeah, I um, snowboard as well. Like, obviously, do I do jumps ever? No, not really. I'm not good at snowboarding, <laughs> but like, <laughs> but you should aim to charge off cliffs more in your life, and I like to take that that's to deep. power it. Yeah, see, that's where we vehemently disagree again. Um, <laughs> see, I will charge off of cliffs anytime as long as it's not in Valorant because fuck five man pushing drop and five man pushing hookah imagine on a save you five man push out a hookah it's just a stupid fucking idea jet smoke and dash onto site slash raise with a flash blast packing into back site you get a KO to pop flash out of that smoke y'all jump out guns blazing classics right clicking and they have three angles no more than that they have at least four angles to uh to be you know what do i think and just gun you down in the air while you're not accurate I'm right-clicking with a classic. Someone ops you right as you start to get into who Whoever said That's I just... was at You have a smoke doing the whole thing. So, yeah, you have to you have to pop out of this smoke. You're just like lambs to the slaughter. Lemmings off a cliff. It's unexpected. Yeah. I feel like it's very expected because a lot of people are idiots. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. No. <sighs> When I say that we should go drop on Fracture, I'm not talking about a five-man push. I have no problem with, with Chase staying, I guess, regular spawn side and pushing halls. Yeah. Because I feel like when you see or when you get the call that there's a fuck ton of presence drop. Or even if you don't get that call. Say you're playing chamber and you're holding A-halls. But your trap goes off and you hear a bunch of people stomping around on drop. Like, now you have to worry about drop. You can't just worry about halls. So I, I, I feel like having the person on the other side come late halls, super fucking valuable. Same thing with um no, I same lo- thing with like making a bunch of presents in hookah. I feel like having somebody long to follow up on that and I'm not saying that that person who's coming halls or coming B long in this context needs to be so late to the party that everybody's already jumped out and died. 
I'm just saying you might want to be fashionably late to the party to the point where you might be forgotten about or overlooked. And at that point, you get flanked from the person pushing out a V and shot in the back. Quite possibly. Eh, you probably have a chamber trap somewhere. See, I like when you go dish sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I go, I like going dish. Are you I talking just about think... me going dish or are you talking about someone in general going dish? Maybe, I mean, someone in general going dish when we're doing an A hit mm-hmm. is, is very nice because then you have that presence there and you don't have to worry about it as you're pushing onto site because they're worried about you on the other side. But I think that the main hit should come from a main. Like a 3-2 split should be 3 main, 2 drop. Okay, the problem is the problem that I find is like I don't want to contest the op on a main when I know that they have an op and I'm on a save. See, I readily you can contest op the tower op. to drop though. I readily huh? contest the op because I'm playing Zova and I can drone it. Yeah. But like on a save like if I'm that opper and I know that you're that you guys are saving, I'm that drone isn't pushing me off. Yeah, no, when people hold it then it kind of fucks up my plan, but yeah, oftentimes like, if a chamber's there they'll teleport out back onto site. Mm-hmm. Um I like, can no, throw like, a recon up to top site where they probably had their TP and I can uh, that... we can all like classic spam them down through the wall, you know? I I don't I guess as a chamber my TP rarely ever goes to top site. Um, but then we probably have smokes, and so you have you have yeah. sight like pretty well there, right? Um, and if they don't teleport out and they they want to stick it, like if you got classics, fuck, fuck five you. five man rush you with a with classics, you're gonna yeah, be but I'm the taking up. I'm taking one and I'm TPing out at least. Well, Fine. I'm gonna throw in a I'm gonna throw in a little sidebar here since we're just talking about how we personally play fracture. Yeah, now. okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll throw a sidebar that's related, the same note as you guys. We talked about like hookah and drop as being sort of similar in terms of having to jump out. But for me, when I'm playing Yoru, they are actually wildly different for me because be- since hookah has that ledge, if I want to send a TP out of hookah, I have to walk literally all the way up to the ledge so that my TP like spawns on the ledge and goes off because the TP has no like vertical movement capabilities. So as Yoru, I will only ever push Hookah on attack if I have my ult to get out of Hookah. I will always go long so I can set a TP onto site. Um, whereas on Fracture, I love going drop as Yoru because I can very safely set my TP to go to like stairs from drop and flash and TP onto site. So they could not be more different for me as a Yoru main, despite the fact that they are pretty somewhat similar in how they play out for most people. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Um, so I realized there's also kind of a sidebar, but Yoru on Pearl might be meta. Ooh. It's so fucking hard to deal with where a Yoru could be on that map. Yeah, that's fair. But also, what were you saying, Chase? Oh, I was going to say that we're, we're going to wrap it up here, but I had a little topic that I don't know if is even going to be a topic or just me like weirdly thinking about something in my mind. Um, but 
I was thinking hard about why Hunter and I were confused about what the sites were on Fracture. And in my mind, there's a north and a south of every map. And it varies map yep. to map. It does. And what fucks me up on Fracture is that, obviously, like, defenders spawn in the middle. And so I think that... I don't know. I, I was north, just... is, north is regular T-spawn? Is that what you're thinking? No. I was saying, because north is always to the defenders back on what? every map. I know. I See, I disagree. Whoa. I'm saying that it flips map to map for me. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. So here... No, no, no. T-side always <laughs> spawns facing north. T-side no. always... What are you talking about? T-side always spawns facing south in my way of looking at it. Like, literally, Cass and I have opposite perspectives, and then Chase is just I'm out just, there with I'm a wild just, card. I'm just running wild yeah. in here. But mm-hmm. here's what I'm thinking. Like, Haven. Yeah. T-spawn is north. No, 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 no. Well, I would agree because I think T spawn is always north, so <laughs> sure. <laughs> T spawn is okay. As ascent, T spawn is north. T spawn is south. Split, T spawn is south. No. Yes, T spawn is south. <laughs> See, I don't know why I'm thinking about it this way, but this is just how the fucking maps work in my head, and like. <laughs> So Fra- Fracture because... original T like main T spawn is south, but alt T spawn is okay. Is uh, I'm going to be honest. I know you said this a couple minutes ago, but do you play rotating or fixed mini map? I now forget. He plays rotating. rotating. But Hunter, I got a question. That makes more you. sense than that you would you know pick depending on no, the no, map. no 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 no. But Hunter, I have a question for you. Why the fuck do you think T spawn is north when you play fixed mini map? What? Because CT spawn is always on the top when you're playing fixed minimap. Well, there's two different kinds of fixed minimap, uh, Cass. There's fixed minimap where it's literally always the same minimap, and then there's fixed minimap where it flips whether you're attack or defender. Okay, I did not know that. And so you're but going at any rate, word. Yeah, and I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm 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 92% sure I use the one that flips whether – yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I 100% use the one that flips whether you're attack or defender. Okay, fixed. but at any rate, when you hit the M key yeah, or caps key, which are the default keybinds, assuming you haven't changed them, to pull up the map, DT spawn is always north or always at the top. Ergo, it is north. That is just a fact. There, there was no arguing mm. that CT spawn is north. I'm well, just saying no just, north march that's on just the how map. it is. You gotta go more on gut feeling, Cass. You do. My you gut do. feeling tells me that CT spawn is north. No, it differ it differs. <laughs> Bro, come from these the are north. these what are in different point? locations. Like you know, like Lore, oh, okay. lorically. Okay. okay, all right. If you want to get truly cardinal with it, then but by all means, I like I attacking in a northwesterly direction. So I, I, I would. <laughs> if you're going to get, I'm horrible on the map where I started the south as an attacker. To see how that actually works. Watch my intuition just be right. Mm.
Yeah, the lighting okay, of Chase, the map Chase, is straight just, up. like, creating... I'm going to say this. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say the lighting of the map just leads Chase to believe that this one's north versus south. Yeah, yeah. He's like smell. He's like looking for the the what is it the the moss on the trees to determine what side things are on. Uh, By the way, no, which Chase, side is? I'll say this officially on the podcast that you didn't even go through all the maps, but the, for the maps that you listed and said this this is north versus this is south, if Riot comes out at some point and confirms north versus south on the maps and all the ones you listed, I think you listed three. I listed right? four. At least, if if all of those, if all the ones you listed were correct, I will pay you a hundred dollars. Okay, like you don't. There's no bet on the other side of that. Like you don't have to pay me anything. Just oh, straight no. up, I will no, pay you. There's $100. no way I would take that bet because I'm one hundred percent wrong. But I just, <laughs> I just think you know, I'm willing to fork over the dough if your intuition was that good. Dope. Which side of the tree does Moss grow on? Oh, fuck, I don't know. I'll be honest. Hunter? Hunter? I should remember. I was the Boy Scout here. Yeah. Hey, you know, the, I, the sun the may is, rise in the east, knowledge. but at least it's settled in a final location. <laughs> California, baby. Yeah, the issue is that I never had to practically put that skill to use so in, in one ear and out the other, even though I learned it. I remember practically putting that skill to use a very long time ago. And I've now forgotten which one it is. Unfortunate. Yeah. Well, I think that just about does it. We'll cover the the PVE changes next week. And Probably. also there's a new agent that's been somewhat leaked. Not really. But not really. It's just lorical stuff. Yeah, it's so a good thing we're not covering that. Yeah, I don't, I, I, don't even, to talk about. I don't even want to fucking cover that until there's actual. Yeah, there's nothing to fucking cover. Yeah. Well, but hopefully, I'll... hopefully by next yeah. week there'll be more stuff and we can cover that. But I, I, I do want to cover the, the proposed PBE or I guess they're not even really proposed at this point. They're kind of, that in stone PBE changes. Yeah. I guess there's somewhere between set in stone and probable. That is kind of what the PBE is. Yeah. But yeah, we, should cover, we, we should cover yeah. those next week and then. Yeah, I can't remember a case where something was in the PBE and then didn't make it to the main game. Like, if anything, there's been stuff that's been delayed that was in the PBE because there were issues with it, but I can't remember something that was in the PBE, and they're like, no, we're not doing this. Was Cascading Agent pick ever in the PBE? No. No. Okay. No. Um, I will end on one sort of random thought, that we're, because I'm hoping to be able to update this next week. So, from the start of us playing Valorant, but to pick a specific date, from the start of the Drunk Valorant podcast, 272 days ago... And yes, I looked that up. That was the published date of our first episode. Me, Cass, and Chase have have never all been in gold for an episode, and that's still true now. But we're the, we're one of the closest like moments we've ever been. I'm uh, less than thirty points off of gold, and Cass and Chase are gold. So we'll see if we can break the streak next week. That's oh, we crazy. We just need Hunter. We just need yeah. Hunter to get one W, right? Well, yeah. twenty eight up. I'm, I think I believe I'm seventy two. So I, I think one twenty eight would be a really resounding. Oh, okay, win. okay, okay. So we need Hunter to get two W's in a row. Yeah, and I can afford some losses. True. I got I got some room to work with. I'm well, I now have at two. least I I now have at least one because we just won a game. Yeah. Oh, you in gold one? No, I'm gold two. Yeah, so you got a bunch of games to work with. Yeah, yeah, I got a fuck ton of games to work with. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, okay. Like Chase and I have games to work with. I have. 
I think three games to work with in gold two, plus however many it takes in gold one. Fuck, when so did you got, make it to gold some... two, fucking asshole? I made it to gold two before you did. Bullshit. That might be bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> we gotta pull some receipts after this. Yeah, no, I I was a hundred percent in gold two before cast. There's no need to pull receipts. <laughs> Didn't you hit gold two yesterday, Chase? No, it was a couple days. Oh, okay. Yeah, fuck, well, Chase, I, you want to take us I, out? I don't know when I had gold, too. Yeah, fuck it. Drink with you later.